I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Francis and Julio, as you know us, mm-hmm. we are here. Let's and that is all she wrote. Something crazy happened to me. What happened? I went up to our deck and noticed that my big green egg grill was naked. Like the thing, the cover wasn't on it? Cover wasn't on it. And I had no idea where it was. It had blown off? I had no idea where it was. And then I get a text from our new friends in the building, whom I have told you about. Yes. Of whom I have spoken. And they said, hey, um, do you know the the people who live in 2B? Uh, they want to get in touch with you. And they didn't know, our friends didn't know why. Oh, shit. And they said, we're going to connect you on text. And I got excited because I thought maybe it was a career opportunity. Really? I thought the people in 2B had spoken to our friends in the building who had told them that I was a comedian and maybe the people in 2B were, you know, executive vice presidents at HBO or something. Did they say they want to meet you or they want to talk to you? They wanted to they wanted to, to talk to me. They wanted to put they wanted to be put in touch. Interesting. I would have just panicked when I heard that. I would have been like what did I do? Well, I didn't even con- I certainly didn't connect the dots that it might be the missing tarp oh, oh, interesting. from the big green egg. And then residents of 2B texted and said, hey, are you uh, possibly missing a tarp for a big green egg? And I said, am I? (laughs) (laughs) They knew that it was for that? It had blown into their, you know, deck five, six stories below. Does it say big green egg on it? Sure does. (laughs) And I said, oh, God. And they were really cool about it. And they said, oh, cool. We've got it in our yard. You know, we'll we'll drag it in and bring it to you. And, And they did. But dude, I mean, it had blown off. Yeah, it was super windy. It was really windy, but it it I I was I mean, it had been on there secure for five months, right? Four months, whatever it is. And when something blows off of your deck and goes to the ground below, I mean, you can really hurt somebody. Obviously, like wouldn't a tarp kind of of all the things float to, down of all the things to blow off your deck a tarp is uh is 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 one you'd want right right up there with like magic carpet and balloon right. you hope it would be a thing that would sort of maybe kite right. anything light that can kind of float down yeah exactly In which fact, fortunately are typically the things that will be falling like that i'm surprised the tarp didn't end up in a neighboring town <laughs> i'm a little disappointed frankly that it didn't kind of fill with wind and let itself be buffeted from from place to place right it went pr- pretty suicide mission it went that directly it, straight down. that it kamikaze straight below <laughs> to the closest point on the ground was rather disappointing i would say yeah yeah the tarp is not as whimsical as i had thought as we might have hoped it is not the the plot of the movie up <laughs> do you hear what i'm saying here i do i do wouldn't you want Something, if something's going to blow off your deck, something that ha- that can catch the wind, wouldn't you want it to see some of the world? 
Like no, not in this situation. But it reminds me of our our movie Amelie with the gnome. There you go. Remember? That's it. Like she was trying to. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. She's trying to convince her dad to travel, mm-hmm. so she convinces him in sort of this lighthearted way that this gnome of his that was missing has actually been traveling around the world. <laughs> she gave it to her friend who works for an airline yeah. and had her take pictures of the gnome all over the place. That's and right. It eventually encourages him to travel. So. So. They returned the tarp, and uh, you know, it's, it's a tarp that just has no interest in expanding its horizons. <laughs> Alas, dude, when you were in when you were in New Jersey on Friday, I oh my god, I can't <laughs> believe this hasn't come up. This is a tale. This is one for the ages. This Ryan, are you one. aware of what happened when you're while your folks and I were having a nice family evening of entertainment in the good old Bananas Comedy Club? Julia over here. <laughs> Mr. Steel Yo Girl, walk us through what, what happened. I am sitting on my couch doing nothing, sitting in the dark, staring at Zelda, sort of idly standing in central Hyrule, yeah, doing nothing. No, I, there's, no, there's very little for me to do now in the game without searching for things that I haven't found yet, which I feel bad doing. But at the same time, I'm like, I've spent too much time doing this. Whatever. None of this is important. Wait, when you say I've spent too much time doing this, you mean you need to finish it or you should stop no i I mean like i'd like to finish but i don't need to like search the universe of zelda to find these shrines and side quests i can just look up where they are and do them yeah why don't you do that because it just feels like cheating but like there's no point in wasting so much time Uh uh-huh you know what i mean Uh so whatever so i'm kind of just sitting there and i get a text from your girl yes from your fiance that's right being like what are you up to yeah just to Julio, a direct text, not a group text, <laughs> no one else involved. A direct text to Julio, what are you up to? I guess she had been doing some wedding planning things, sort of close to where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that sort of both of our significant others were out of town, we're like, let's hold it down. Let's hold down the fort. Yeah. Should we go get drinks somewhere? Can you believe this? Which turned into dinner. We went to dinner. Look at that. It was great. One thing great led time. to another. We had a great time, sat at the pizza counter. Had some pizzas, had some nice Italian fare. Negronis. Negronis they had, were they flowing Negronis. like wine. We, we we both threw back a few. They went on a date. <laughs> My fiance and Julia went on a date. <laughs> and, you know, the, the crazy part of this is that uh, as this idea was coming into focus, Sierra was, I think I was on the phone with her. I was heading out to... Uh, heading out to New Jersey. And uh, she's, I said, you know, what are you up to tonight? And she goes, I don't know. You know, all my friends are out of town. Maybe I should hit up uh, Julio. And I said, oh, I actually know Hillary's out of town too. And she goes, I know. <laughs> and I was like, you know. She was like, yeah, I'm going to hang out with Julio. And the two of them got together, had dinner, drinks, and then... And then I finished the show and immediately called you guys and was like, hey, are you guys still having drinks and fun times? <laughs> and you were like, no, we're good. <laughs> Wait, we're, what? We're done. I wanted to join you guys. Did that happen? Yeah. Did we talk on the phone? I called her. Okay, okay, okay. And I said, "Can I, I'm coming straight into Manhattan to meet you guys. Because it was the Saturday night, so yeah, it was yeah. only the one show. Yeah, yeah. It was like 9.30. Thirty, not not super late, and you had sent me a picture with the Negronis, and I thought, my God, I want to be part Getting of that. Mix, yeah, and so I was racing back 
and you guys had already parted ways. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I'd be willing to turn around. And I said, okay, let me call Julio. And then I hung up with her and just quickly realized, you know, you were probably already done and mm-hmm. that everyone was done. She was already almost on the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. just said, all right, never, I'm not even going to try. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to... But so so there's a, there's something funny about this whole situation. There's, there there's sure a, is. There's a few good things. You're telling me. There's a few good things to be discussed. But first of all, yeah, um, that would have been fun. But like, if we had just continued hanging out, there's a there's a point where it could where things are like weird. We can get weird. <laughs> there's protocol that needs to be adhered when you're hanging out with your boy's girlfriend. You know what I mean? Interesting. I believe because yeah. listen, first of all, this like if Francis was hanging out with Hillary. If I'm hanging out with Sierra, I don't think it's weird at all. No, but I do think there's a it's and and this is I hope this is okay to say for some reason it feels more normal to me that you and Sierra would hang out than me and Hillary would hang out. I I I sort of agree. I think a big part of that is that we are always here for recording and she's here. So you just have a lot more FaceTime with her. Oh, that's interesting. There's just a lot more interaction between you and Sierra and the whole crew in Sierra than there is between me and Hillary. Interesting, interesting. That is that is very true. It also just like feels like something that I would be more likely to do. Yeah. For some reason. I think you right? are capable of being friends with girls or you just are friends with girls more than I am friends with girls. Right, 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 right. Maybe. Yeah, very much that's very possible. Um but yeah, you know, I think that it's very it doesn't have to ever be something that's weird. You know no. what I mean? And it's not Sierra is a, if for all intents and purposes, a fucking bro. Yeah, she's she's also someone like you. She's she can hang really with the boys. Capable she's, of hanging with guys. She's she's very cool. She's very direct. Like she's just like a very cool person. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like there's no reason why that had to be the slightest bit weird, and it was not, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. But there's there's steps that need to be taken that are important. It's very important that everybody knows that that's happening before it does. Uh-huh. In my opinion, you mm. shouldn't just find, get a picture of Negronis for me with your fiance. <laughs> in my opinion, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but I, I really, am, I think it's very, very important to follow protocol, even when the stakes are very low, because this kind of stuff can get can this kind of stuff can get weird. It can, it doesn't, and uh-huh. it is not, but uh-huh. it can. I, that's why you have to be a stickler about protocol. Uh-huh. Everybody, <laughs> everybody needs to know. Um, I'm impressed that you're you are diving into this as thoroughly as you are, and I think it's great. <laughs> but I didn't know if you would want to talk about it. I know I don't mind at all because I was prepared to make a total meal of this, <laughs> what do you, and um, you've already set the table, so good, 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 it's good. Good. Um, but yeah, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's 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 people out there who were like too weird to like be able to do things like that without their insecurities coming into play and like being like weird about it. Yeah. You know, I'm lucky in that one. I have absolute complete and utter trust of her. Yes. And you. Yeah. I don't think either of you would ever do something. I mean, there's just so much on the line. Think of the world demolition that would happen if for Dude. some reason that night turned romantic, <laughs> think of the utter like Planet of the Apes 
species ending event yeah yeah that would happen if you guys something happened there and i hate to i i don't even mean to insert it it's just like podcast is over marriage is over uh your relationships probably over it's it's a total nuclear event yeah so you know totally there's almost like uh it's almost like russia and the united states Right, it's like the Cuban Missile Crisis. It's 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 that it's that uh the the what is it the promise of mutual destruction or like the understanding of mutual destruction. Right, right. It's like we're not going to use nuclear weapons on each other because if someone launched one, the uh, it would just be the end of the world. Right. We both have enough bombs to to annihilate each other. Okay. Anyway, enough skin in the game, guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Um, but yeah, dude, it seems like some like the plot of some like '60s French movie. Like if that <laughs> were to, like you know, it's just like yeah. It, so there's no there's no like stakes there. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's and, n- you know what's weird is that the first thought I had is like revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Was not to take Hillary out to dinner, but was once again to take Ryan out to dinner. I don't know why. That seemed like the the call and response to this event. Like, That's you're taking my fiance out to dinner? Fuck that. I'm going out with Ryan. Like, I don't, again, I don't know why it always, you're my, you're my way of, you know. You guys are wearing the same color also. Right? Look at us. Essentially. That's so Look funny. at the not two actually, of us. but different shades. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Keep going. Sorry. No, there's not. I mean, you know, it, dude, we just had good time and neither of us were doing shit dinner was over that was it and great time it was a great time was had yeah for me at least i hope she had fun too she said that you guys had the best time we did and um you know that you guys just talked about a lot of stuff i'm i'm so i am curious about like what you guys talked about it's none of my business you want me to fill you in i can fill you but give me just out of curiosity like what were some of the topics uh we talked a lot about uh movies oh (laughs) We talked about Coda, which I found out you had enjoyed very yeah, much. Yeah, I loved Coda. And, you know, you were into. Um, we talked about just like standard shit you talk about. Yeah. Co- travel plans, uh, what's coming up, what I'm working on, what she's doing, huh. uh, her bachelorette party wow. with Hillary. Uh-huh. Um, sort of no, like, there were no, what's the word? There's, lulls? No, no, there were no lulls. But, like, there were no, like... Uh, derisive like mo- like there was no opportunity for either of us to bag any either of our significant others oh because that can happen that can sort of like subtly happen Interesting. and i've seen it happen and i'm like aware of of that it would never have even gone there to, but like it never got close to going there no things huh. were shared with each other that you or hillary don't this know. is what he does this is what she does right there was no sort of fraternizing over mm-hmm. you know there's a bonding over like can you believe it when they don't there was none know, of that pick yeah. up their clothes on the floor or something like that none of that that's the kind of thing that i think would happen more likely if hillary and sierra were to go out to dinner absolutely yeah 
as it should. It's like the girl bond situation. Like yeah. they can bond over our shortcomings. Well, I'm glad to hear the list of topics because you know <laughs> those were all those were all topics that I could have weighed in on. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that if I had been there, it wouldn't have been that much worse. It wouldn't have been different at all. Well, I think it would have been a little different. I don't know that it would have been. I don't. I really don't actually. Eh, a little bit of different. Maybe a little bit of different. Yeah. You know, much more. We just sort of ordered more shit. But dude, it was a really, it was a really solid uh, night of fucking boozing too, dude. We were crushing these. The yeah, that's something you guys have in common. You she know. likes to throw them back. She's a booze hound. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Um, without even realizing it, I'm not boozing very much right now. That's great. Ever since I got back from Telluride, it was as if my body was like, "All right, dude, you take it easy." Now we're gonna really lie low for a bit. By the way. That's the right way to say that. Interesting. Lie low. Not lay low? No. I need to lay low. Lay is not the present tense of lie. Lay is the past tense of lie. So if you said, I lay low three weeks ago, that's how that would be said. How do you say lay then? How use Lay lay is is placing something on a table. But like, how do you say... How do you the present say tense? I I, I, I lay my wallet. Tense. Lay your wallet on the table. Wait, but I thought you said it's past tense. Lay is the past tense of lie, which makes it so confusing. Lay your wallet on the table. Isn't that a present? Isn't that saying that in the present? Yes, that is present, but it's a different verb. Basically, one applies to objects. One is I lie my body down. Uh, I'm lying down. Okay, so lay cannot apply to a person. <laughs> it it can in the past. But then how would you even use it? You would say... Um, I had chosen to lay low. That would work, right? Well, that's an interesting one. That that I made well, the let, decision to lay. Let's make it simpler. Uh, um, I lay in bed... Two weeks ago, I lay in bed and thought weird, about the, the world. That's not weird. Two weeks ago, I lay in bed. How would you think <laughs> it's supposed to be said? Two weeks ago, I was laying in bed. Well, that's the past perfect. So you're using like past, that's the past part of ING form. So perfect, verb. perfect is making it make more sense in colloquial speech or is that not You're, you're using like continuous action in the past Okay. by saying I was laying in bed when this happened. Okay. So okay. You're, you're placing yourself in the past, but you're speaking as if it's in the present. And that, that is fine. Is there a way to say lay in the past, mm-hmm. not awkwardly? It, it's going to sound uncomfortable, but it's because correct. Because I'm not used to it, got it. A week ago, I lay in bed. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That is weird. When you say I lay in bed, you're saying it already happened. It, it's in the past. Uh, okay. I lay yeah, down right. means I. I lay down. Yeah. As I lay me down to sleep, it's like rain. Remember that song? No. And you will hold me dear. <laughs> sounds like a nice song though but as i lay me down to sleep that actually seems so th- like it would this, make this, sense it, this is where it gets really confusing is because you know technically you could lay a body down on something if you killed somebody i lay and, and they were like lay lay their body on the lay their body on the on the operating table or lay their body on the morgue table it's saying place it but place that, an object place something on there but you're not talking about doing it you're suggesting doing it does that make it something different no okay you're overthinking it i lie down (laughs) 
don't think I knew I a place where down. I'm overthinking this. You, I'm, I'm a human self. I lie down. Got it. The past of that is I lay down. Got it. Then there's this different verb of I lay. The, the, there's a present verb of lay. Which is I, lie? I lay my pencil oh. on the table. But that's but the it's past, an object. The past of that is I laid my pencil on the table. Got it. So think of it as two different verbs. So what if you have laid someone or I was laid? Oh, that's a, there's another, that's a more modern. I think that's I probably was laid. getting, you're talking about getting laid. Yes. Having sex. Yeah. I laid them, you know, would be, we had sex in the past or I was laid. You can send I and receive laid. laid. Yeah, sure. Which is, in, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's lane. I had lane, which, which which I think is like the past perfect of lay, and that's I mean it just it does get super convoluted, but yeah, this is hard on a more on the most about. basic level, and I know nobody wants to fucking hear about this anymore in the podcast, but on the most basic level, just consider that if you're talking about yourself lying down, it's lie. If it happened in the past, it's lay. If you're talking about an object or something, something tangible, it's always lay. Ver- or lane if it's in the past got it got it or or laid i mean rather sorry anyway all right let's move on from that holy shit <laughs> nobody wants um, to hear that shit well dude anyway had a lovely time yeah fiance. we had yeah. A, it was very nice um and i hope that you and hillary experience something as special someday yeah well you <laughs> know I'm sure you will the the gauntlet has been lane <laughs> 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 the challenge has been thrown. Uh, that's funny. Um, that's great, dude. It's been sad. I took for granted the fact that Hillary was making my athletic greens for me in the morning. Ah, uh, those. You know, boy. As soon as they're they're gone, you realize just how much they do. Now I'm sitting there shaking my athletic green shaker that comes with your order, cursing the heavens for Hill Dog to return. Don't it always seem to go? You don't, <laughs> you don't get know. your athletic greens when they're gone. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes, dude. Um, But yeah, I have been preparing it myself now. And I've actually taken my free travel packs and put them into the Athletic Greens container because I very much enjoy scooping out of that. Dude, the scooper is actually really nice. The scooper is a nice feeling. I'm a big fan of the scoop. I feel like like I'm I'm doing a little bit of excavation. (laughs) Budding archaeologist. (laughs) It's really great, dude. It's a great product. The founder literally created it. Uh, for his own gut health issues mm-hmm. because he was spending $100 a day on vitamins. Jesus. And he decided to create the AG1 formula um, to try to help himself. That's amazing. And he's now helped himself as well as many others. It's also very lifestyle friendly. You know, whether you eat any, if you have any sort of dietary restrictions, this fits in perfectly with it. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, no artificial anything while still tasting very good. And it's cheap, costs you less than three bucks a day. You're investing in your health. And it's much cheaper than your cold brew habit. That's right. Super uh, popular. 7,000 five-star reviews. Everyone loves it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's our offer to you guys. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash oops. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash oops to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You're going on... Is she almost back in your life? Yeah, dude. Thank fucking God. It's been a minute. Uh, she's back in a few days. By the time this, w- when this airs, which will be in a couple days, uh, she will have she will be back. Good. Which will be great. I'm excited to have her back. And 
Yeah, we haven't. I don't. I. I'm going to speak for her. I don't think we've done well apart. We <laughs> haven't done that well. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign. And it is a good sign because you know she wants to be out there. It's a nice thing, but something about it feels worse because there's just like no necessity there at all. Mm. Like she she isn't there for a particular reason. Now, don't get me wrong. Seeing your family, of course, is a particular reason. Like, let's not undervalue that. That is a very good reason. But like, if it were a work trip or something, there's something that feels not as bad because you just like have to. Right. You know what I mean? So this, it makes it feel like, I think we miss each other. I miss her. I know that. Is there a, a quiet resentment at all that, that there's no particular purpose for the, absence no not at all she should go do what she wants to do of course yeah no, there's but no does it there. feel different at all for example if you're taken away from your partner because of work you can't resent the person obviously but if you're choosing to go away is there some is there something no no you look around your apartment there's breadcrumbs on the windowsills i mean fingerprints everywhere dirty laundry your life is falling apart at the seams. You no. look up at the ceiling, you scream, Why? <laughs> Hillary! My love! My wife! No, no, there's none of that. There's none of that. That's funny, though. Like Immortan Joe. There's no, there's no cursing to the heavens. Crash ass! <laughs> you seen, you seen uh, Mad Max Fury Road recently? No, not recently. I would highly recommend rewatching yeah. it. Yeah. I got to watch that again. Specta- it's a special movie. Yeah, it was cool. I think I like started wa- when I watched it. I think I was high, which like ruins everything. You got to watch it. Watch it again. Dead sober, middle of the day, curtains drawn. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, the best time to watch a movie. It's an incredible by the way. movie. Midday is like watching movies at night when you're tired. Like you just can't possibly. Like, dude, I'm watching a movie right now that I actually like, but I just cannot. Actually, I don't like it, but I know that I should. And I've been, I've been watching 10 minutes of it a day for like oh, 10 days. God. And the, the math won't add up on that. It, the movie would be over. This happens to be a very long movie, so it wouldn't be. But like, I've been trying to watch it for a week. I'm probably 50 minutes in. It's Nightmare Alley. Have you seen it? That's the... No, I haven't seen Guillermo it. Guillermo del Toro. All of his movies I love. Good Kate Blanchett, who I love. Like, all these people who are great. McConaughey in it? It's, it's dark. It's... Or is it Fastbender? If they are, they haven't popped up yet <laughs> they might be willing <laughs> three, to pose three in it. 10 minutes from now yeah like it, it's one of those movies where Kate blanchett came in later in the movie i see uh because it's fucking long and i don't know what it is dude i just can't get in the mood to watch a movie mm-hmm. and yeah i get that you know yeah you and look- i know that like maybe i'll turn or maybe the movie just isn't good oh it sucks man i think it speaks to our depleted attention span movies are now becoming too long for people mm. it's sad. But dude, also like when you get big as a director, you become one of those big boys. All of a sudden you start getting like more say into what makes the final cut. That's just the kiss of death, dude. Really? I think so. Like these, these movies that are too long are always because the director got to decide. Yeah. And it's like, dude, we know you love it, but like, come on. Yeah. But if you had gone to see this movie in a movie theater where you'd paid for your ticket, you'd committed to the time, the previews had gotten you in the mood, the little foreplay there. You've reclined the seat. You've got popcorn. You've got some Sour Patch watermelons. Maybe a little bit of cherry Coke on your left side. I don't know <laughs> what you're into. Whatever it is. I always, then you are watching that entire movie. And true. you're committed. And you walk out of that and you think, wow, that was a great movie. True. True. 
And to be honest, it's like one of those movies that I, I wish I could watch in the middle of the day, which is why like when I watch a movie on a plane, I always remember it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough to squeeze in appropriate movie watching time. I will say this, dude, of the movies I've watched that are nominated, my thing that I always do, and we covered this at, at dinner, Sierra and I. Um, Must be nice. <laughs> we, uh, I watch all the Best Picture nominees. I watch documentary feature category and I watch the foreign film category. Mm. I try to watch them all in completion. Holy smokes. Which before, which is like less doable than it used to be now that like 10 movies get nominated for best picture. Right. Right. Um, but I haven't really seen anything that I've really loved yet. I haven't watched Coda though. So I'm assuming oh, I like that a lot. Spectacular. Um, I watched this, the Attica documentary, which was like really slow, really interesting. What's Attica? There's this like prison uprising that I didn't really know about. I like didn't know about it. So I think the movie assumes that you know about it already because mm-hmm. they give like an absurd amount of backstory mm-hmm. leading into this crazy event, which most people who were watching it would know about it already. I don't know. Like my parents probably know where that, where, how that movie's going to end. Right. I just happen to miss that. So whatever. Dude, I, there's nothing that brings me more joy than walking in here, walking to Francis's place. There he is sitting at his wood table at his computer with his big mason jar. A Brooklyn Roasting Company. You know me so well. I get excited just thinking about it. <laughs> I'm like, there he is in his element. Yeah, that's it. That's the best part of my day. Drinking my Brooklyn Roasting Company Oops Blend coffee. Dude, oh. I, I just think of like, you know, in the Natural History Museum, they remake sort of like animals in their habitat. Mm. I pictured the exhibit of a Francis next to his computer with a mason jar. Yeah, a stuffed taxidermied Francis. A thousand years looking, from now. Uh, looking up in surprise. <laughs> At the hunters that have stumbled upon me as I, you know, send emails, drink, drink my Brooklyn Roasting Company. I mean, it's really great for people who love coffee. And for people who don't know that much about coffee, you'll notice the difference. That's you how sure good will. it is. Yeah. Upgrade your life. By the way, Brooklyn Roasting has been featured in all kinds of shows. Lately. I saw they're in Invest- Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. They've been everywhere. They've been crushing it. So, awesome. uh, you know, they're good. We love them. We, uh, we love our coffee there. That's the Oops Blend. Go to brooklynroasting.com. Use promo code OOPSBEANS. And you'll get 5% off your first order. Oops, beans, Brooklyn Roasting. Check them out. We love them. Get it now. I got something I want to ask you about. Okay. I had a session with my therapist mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And I didn't really even want to talk to her. Because things have been going so well lately interesting that i thought i had nothing to bring to her and sierra said you know you gotta it's you can talk to her about good things i mean you can you can see your therapist even when things are going well that's the whole point you have to maintain a consistency so that they can try to level your moods or what i don't know whatever it is but you know i had nothing i had nothing to say i i look to my therapist as a damage control expert mm-hmm. someone to help me in, in in rough times um or if i just have issues or whatever but i i have been feeling so good lately you know i think i think i'll back up a you're looking little. huge by the way dude <laughs> you're looking fucking you're looking big you're looking the pipes are i've been lifting a lot of weights it's yeah. it's definitely I still have a hard time seeing the difference because I'm seeing my own body right, every day, right, but right. you know, it's like staring at a clock. I think at this point it's undeniable that I've definitely <laughs> put on some mass. 
getting big. Um, but here's my thing. Ready? So, um, I I have worked for a while now to wake up with gratitude and presence and uh, appreciation for my life. And part of that is the gratitude journal, mm-hmm. which every morning I, you know, it takes me three minutes, four minutes. I just write things that I'm grateful for. It has these nice prompts. I've talked about this before. Um, and that's been helpful because at the very least, even if you're faking it, 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 it somehow still gets you aware through the action of writing it down. Are you ever like, faking it? Or well, there you are you fish to find something. There are days where I wake up where I'm like, uh, you know, struggling to come up with new things, yeah, and I'll yeah, just yeah. write similar stuff to what I've written the days before. Like, I'm grateful for my family, like mm-hmm. the health of my family. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my fiance. I'm grateful for whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel a little bit redundant. Like, man, there's you know, there's no new things that I'm particularly grateful for today. But life in general is good. And it instills a pattern and 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 just sort of sets you for the day. Um, but two days ago, I woke up with a new feeling, which was hope. I was brimming with hope. Uh, I had so much hope. And I hadn't really had that in a while. And it was it was very career related. Okay. Um, I had gone to the stand to try to get a tape uh, to submit for some late night shows. Mm-hmm. And I had crushed so hard that I honestly thought the crowd was fucking with me. <laughs> I had a too. set where people were coughing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. multiple people in the audience were laughing. so They had laughed so hard that they laughed themselves into coughing. Mm-hmm. And that hadn't happened in so long. And and I got the tape, and I was like, man, I feel really hopeful about a couple of the things going on in my career right now. And I woke up, and I was excited. I was brimming. My pores were exuding hope and excitement. Yeah, got Almost the was, tank filled it's up. It's like hard to stay in bed. You know what I mean? That's great. And you put that on top of a baseline of gratitude and, and, and stability and peace which is all I've kind of asked for or tried to build for for a long time. And life looks very different in those days. Yeah. And I had to see my, I had to talk to my therapist and I was like, you know, can we get off the phone so I can get back to hope and and, and excitement? Because I didn't have a whole lot to say to her. And, you know, there was, it was expensive. Yeah. Like each, you know, what does a session like that look like? You you obviously share that, and then what happens? We end up kind of bullshitting for a while, which, again, I'm like, I don't think I needed this today, but you you miss a session, and then you know, they're not as up to date on your life, and all of a sudden it's a month since the last time you spoke, and that's in my experience where I've had times of something goes wrong, and and then we have to play catch up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So I've learned it's better to be consistent. But, you know, she said, I, I, I brought this up to her and I was like, in these good times when things are going well and I'm excited, how do I, what can I do to keep it going? What can I do to, uh, to sort of try to maintain this? And mm-hmm. she was like, well, first of all, you can't, right? There's all kinds of external factors that are contributing to this 
moment being so good. Right. So recognize that it won't necessarily last forever, and that's fine. That's the only reason it feels so good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, be excited that, you know, it is so good, and it's in the... Dude, I woke up feeling almost the way that you do in middle school when you find out someone has a crush on you, and you like them, too. Right. It was like that level yeah. of giddiness. Yeah, that's um, a good time, dude. Which is wild. Mm -hmm. That's it's, great. It's wild. It's like Jules when she starts messaging Nate, you know, and not knowing Nate. It's uh, dude thinks dude, it's Tyler, but big spoiler alert. Is that a spot spoiler? That's a big spoiler. That's episode three. Is it that early? Yeah, it's that's, early. That's still a pretty big spoiler. She doesn't know it's him though. Is that episode three? Holy isn't that yeah. crazy when like you watch a show and you realize how much happened? Yeah. Sorry for euphoria spoilers, but uh, yeah, it's just, by the time you start watching, you won't even realize that reference yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah, maybe only because I just said that. <laughs> well, now Julia's spoiling my. I'm spoiler. ruining everything. So I don't know. Um, it's fun to have hope, man. What a feeling! Yeah, what it's a feeling. all it's all we really got, dude. Well, you say that. I disagree with that. I think gratitude and uh and peace are the best thing to mm -hmm. strive for because those are much more consistent um feelings to sort of uh live your life by right yeah, and they're more achievable on a daily basis whereas you can't always be hopeful you can't always be excited hope needs to be in the mix but you're right you need to have like gratitude and be grounded yeah, yeah that's right it's funny, when I started, I started going to therapy because I had to for my insurance in order to get my prescriptions. Mm. So I would just start going to therapy. I forget what the policy was. But anyway, my first guy was just a guy who made me feel good about myself, which was awesome. I was like, this is great. Yeah. Like I hadn't even really think, thought, I, I didn't think I needed to go to therapy. And then my, he quit or left or something. And then my insurance wasn't covered with him anymore. So I got a new guy who was much more intense mm. and like made me fucking sort of talk about shit I didn't want to to the point mm. where like I almost didn't look forward to going uh, and I was like kind of like oh god but then it ended up like actually making impactful lasting changes on my life that mm. I sort of like didn't ever see coming wow he would sort of be like well dude what's the deal with this and I'd be like there's nothing wrong with that and he'd be like are you sure and I'd be like yeah and he'd be like are you sure and we'd like talk about it for four fucking weeks like, and all of a sudden I'm like holy and you'd shit be like, I know and then he'd be like it's not your fault and he'd be like <laughs> I know and then he'd be like, listen to me. It's not your fault. And you're like, don't fuck with me, Sean. Dude, he, no, but he definitely like fucked with me a little. That's the scene from Goodwill Hunting. Do you know what? Did you pick like up that, that reference? I didn't know, but come now, on. But I remember now that you said Robin it. Williams, Matt Damon. That's the iconic now. scene. I know, I know, I know. All right. Um, that's a great fucking movie. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, dude. So I don't know. It's good. I, honestly, as a person who was like convinced that he didn't need therapy and like maybe even didn't it was like super helpful still yeah I, I for me I, I don't think i need therapy but it's as i've said before it's like a personal trainer for your brain no totally that wasn't me saying you're just gonna get like no i know I, and I you know i just think if you can afford it and if your insurance covers it or whatever it's it's definitely probably almost universally better than not not having one yeah trying to go through all those mental exercises yourself 
Dude, my favorite part of uh, my evening routine has become my dad grass. Oh, really? Yeah, it makes me really get much more into my Zelda play. I was going to ask, are you finding new quests on Zelda thanks to the dad grass? The dad grass it makes it really fun. Good. You, you kind of just feel like you're right along there with Link, but yeah. you're about to be like, hey, Link, why don't you take a little puff of dad's grass? Yeah, you could be a playable <laughs> character in the game offering dad grass to Link. I can see that. <laughs> and then he'd go from... Mm, mm, to. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know his his grunts would change i think it might change to, uh. yeah he might not try to climb that ladder so with so much effort he might not dude. <laughs> might not even climb the ladder at all he yeah he might not he just might not dude <laughs> um dude this stuff's great it you know gives me the whole fun ritual of smoking without having to then immediately start getting in my head and getting paranoid right, right. uh 100 organic pre-roll joints very low in thc and very high in CBD, so you can enjoy the effects of the CBD while keeping a clear head. That's right. Chill out without getting stone. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. <laughs> I like that one. All dad grass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the United States. Right now, dad grass is offering our listeners 20% off of your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash oops. I got something quick for you. Hit me. I've learned that when I ask Sierra for her opinion on things about me, she never, ever just tells me, no, the way you were doing it was good. (laughs) Like, I, I am yet to ask her a question. That's super relatable. About the way the way things are and have her be like yeah no i wouldn't change that that's very funny because as soon as i ask her it's like it doesn't matter what it is it's her opportunity i've opened the door for for her for improvement and dude i mean this is everywhere i (laughs) i asked her i was like I, i ran out of my skincare cream i had this like uh you know nightly retinol moisturizer anti-aging cream and i was like uh should i just i should buy more of this one right this one seems to be working right (laughs) he's like do you want my honest opinion (laughs) that's when i know i'm not something it's It's been wrong all along looks like i'm getting it it's been wrong all along and it's like why didn't you fucking tell me what was wrong with it nothing is wrong with it she just thinks that like i could find a better face cream I buy it on Amazon. Mm. You know, it's not exactly the shit that uh, Emily Rack, Rack, you know, Radikowski, Ragamuffin uses, whatever the fuck her name is. So, you know, it doesn't have pieces of the Great Barrier Reef in it, and <laughs> it's not saving pigeons in, you know, Papua New Guinea. And what's that one that really, La Mer? Yeah, right. It's that, not like, four hundred dollars yeah. a bottle. It's not Liquid Luck from Harry Potter. So, I um. You know, of course, it's it's not good enough. So she's, you know, she thinks that there's a better skincare routine. And I'm like, look, this is as good as it's going to get. You have to be, I can't do more with my <laughs> regimen. I have maxed out my threshold for applying cream to my face at night. And frankly, you should consider yourself lucky that you're with someone who does have even some semblance of a routine. You know, I always wash my face. I apply my bullshit. I do my shit. 
Okay. Yeah, we here at OTP all have skincare routines, as far as I know. Does Ryan? Are you a skincare? You, does guy? Ryan? Does Ryan? Ryan doesn't even have pores. <laughs> have you seen his face? It looks like a, the marble countertop of a perfect kitchen. <laughs> I know Chris has a good routine. I, I do. Ryan, what's up? Hit, hit. What do you got? I um, my girlfriend drags me into Sephora. Similar situation with you know improving the moisturizer. I break out often, and she's like, "Oh, get this moisturizer," and it's more and more expensive, and it's not making a difference. So it's I just don't see the point. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit, man. <laughs> I got this like moisturizer what? for it cost eighty dollars, and then I had like this placebo effect where my skin looked good for like a couple days, and I was like, "Oh, this works," and it just went back to normal. A couple days later. And then I'm like, I got this bullshit cream. And she's like, oh, well, you need to get this one next time. And then I'm just yeah. like, well, you just told me to get this one. You need a serum now. You got to put the serum down Add before steps. you put the mask down. Add steps, dude. It's like, we're not painting a house here. You know, I, look, I spoke to a, a dermatologist. You, you talk to any dermatologist worth their salt. Someone who really knows what's going on. And they'll say, look, use a basic moisturizer. But all this extra stuff, retinol as an anti-aging cream does work. That's fair, but they're like fa facials. The whole cosmetics industry is so overblown. They are tapping into people's fear of getting older, mm -hmm. and they are preying upon that. And your people are willing to pay anything to to avoid the effects of time. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can only escape it for so long. I think we should just mitigate the effects and live with the fact that your face is going to get lines. It's going to get wrinkles. Let's. Let's embrace that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? totally. Totally. Um, yeah, for sure, dude. Facials don't. This guy's this dermatologist said facials don't do anything. They'll make your skin look better for a couple of days. That's something. I mean, I don't get facials, but like. Yeah, but then then you get into the routine of getting a facial every month or every <laughs> right, two right. weeks. Anytime you need to go somewhere and do something. And it's it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. The Sephora thing made me think of. Dude, Hill Dog does this thing that I just completely don't understand. She like will forget that she has gift cards to things. There's just this stack of gift cards. Wow. And like she'll buy a thing from a place that she has a gift card to. That's that is really sad. Dude, the the second I that get That makes me uncomfortable. The second I get gift cards, I only think about the gift cards. I use them all in their entirety before I go back. <laughs> To regular fiat currency. Well, we are, you and I are, I mean, we are value hunters. I guess we, we like to break this, to, to break the system. The system <laughs> relies on people like Hill Dog neglecting their, their gift card usage. That's how they win. They don't account for people like you and me, you know, scrounging and gritty gift card users like us. We're gritty. <laughs> We're gritty. We are the Rucker Park of shoppers. <laughs> We are getting by by our street smarts, finding gift cards, you know. Our Zendaya Dude, shorts. Let me, Zendaya. <laughs> let me tell you something else. I started riding the subway again a lot more because mm -hmm. it's cold, so I can't city bike everywhere. And um, I'm going into the subway now, and every time you go through the subway into the turnstiles, typically there's often a, a flood of people coming out of the emergency exit door, the swinging door. Mm-hmm. And if that door is open, inevitably somebody, some crew of miscreants <laughs> will flood in without paying at the turnstiles. Uh -huh. I've seen people do this where there were MTA officials Sitting in right clear there. view. 
and able to apprehend these these bad boys and they don't do anything. Mm. And as I'm swiping my $2.75 through the turnstile and these kids are just getting free rides, why am I paying? Yeah. yeah. Why am I paying? So my whole thought, as long as those kids are well behaved, I have no issue with it. The second they're being loud and shit, I want to like be a vigilante and be like, you guys are under arrest. I am. Dude, <laughs> yesterday it, on the way into the city, five kids with skateboards who, by the way, looked like they had been time warped from the 1990s to now. Time is a flat circle. The fashion is exactly what it was in the 1990s. Yeah. And anyone, by the way, what's what's after Gen Z? I don't even know. Gen Maybe it's before. Gen Z. Maybe it's There's Gen some Z. new name for it. 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds. These kids think that they're the fucking shit for, what Gen is it? A? Well, Gen that's too a? young. That's too young. It's Gen Z then. These kids are... They think they're cool and they're super baggy skateboarding pants and hoodies. And it's like, dude, we did that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not dressed like you now, but that doesn't make us lame because we did that before you did. Kids just don't know stuff, dude. Like they suddenly they like some hair pops up on their balls and they think they know everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> That's true. Like, Look at I, us dude, slamming <laughs> these kids. They don't even know the lyrics to Jack Harlow. Dude, <laughs> they probably do. But they dude, might. But, but like, I used to think my parents were wrong about things that they were so clearly right about that it's like insane. Mm. Like, I don't look forward to the day of that role reversal. I hope that I can be compassionate enough to just be like, all right, go out there and you'll learn. You'll learn. Yeah. Like, even just my first girlfriend coming to school to be with me, coming to the same college as me. Yeah, right. How bad of an idea that was. And me being mad at them for thinking that was like the craziest, one of the crazier things. Yeah, but that's just a lesson you have to learn yourself. Yeah, yeah. Now, to finish this story, these kids came through the door with their skateboards under their arms. And there's a long, you know, at the York Street Station, there's a long ramp down to the steps. And they got on their skateboards and rode down the ramp weaving in and out of people very noisy skateboards as far as i know are are as noisy as uh you know motley crew practicing (laughs) i I don't know what could be noisier um i mean practicing in a garage in a like a quiet suburban neighborhood (laughs) with the garage door open yeah you know that's what it is they are it's there's never been a noisier mode of transportation yeah, as far as i can tell absurd activity so um they're just they're just ruffians they're just ruffians and it really made me mad and on the way home on the way home i got off the subway walked up the stairs walked up that long ramp and in front of me someone had gone out the emergency exit as opposed to the turnstile and i followed them out and watched as someone who had been eyeing the turnstiles and considering his options <laughs> saw that by his me opening. continuing the opening of the emergency exit door, he just scooted in right behind me. Mm-hmm. And there was a split second where I wanted to just say, like make myself big and say, no. Oh my block, God. block it. To block the door. Wow. W- what, why didn't I do it? 
Why did it? What? What? What's? What happens there? Am Am I not the authority? That's yeah, not for dude, me to not. do. You're just a jackass if you do that, dude. That's just a fucking it, as annoying as like the skateboarders were. This poor fucking guy. Like, who knows what he, what's going on with him? Just let him do it, dude. But that wasn't a skateboarder guy. This, and, and that's what I'm saying. This guy was seemed like perfectly nice, or did he seem like he seemed like a guy who routinely looks for those shortcuts in life and doesn't want to pay his two seventy five to ride the subway, and as a result. The MTA keeps hiking fares. I can't say it's a direct correlation, but the price of subway fare rides has risen so steadily since I lived in, since I've gotten to yeah. New York, and I have to suspect that a lot of that is due to the le- leakage. Yeah, but you don't know that. That's a big assumption. I that was prices are going up anyway, baby, and also an assumption on my part. But I just don't think we know. Ryan, you can take a take a peek if you can get to the bottom of this, dude. I agree with you. There's something really fucking annoying about watching somebody get something for free. Where, you, where you're paying for you're it. Paying for and it. what's the point? Why am I paying for it? And what is it? Some good, like good, good citizen bullshit? My moral compass erodes a, a, a fraction of an inch every single time I see someone flood in through the gates. Dude, listen, I've, I have had my encounters with teenagers on the subway, as we remember. If, mm-hmm. you're, if you're an OG listener, these kids were just rocketing peanut M&Ms at my face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fucking Nolan Ryan, so dude, just start carrying ripping around a knife. in my face. Just start carrying around a knife, dude. Dude, I was just outnumbered. These kids would have beat the shit out of me. They would have. They Not if big. you had a big Bowie knife. Nobody's touching you if you've got a Jim Bowie knife. You know what a Bowie knife is? <laughs> I don't even know how to use it, though. Well, like, it doesn't matter. You just pull. Here's how you use it. Yeah? Peanut M&Ms? Huh. Here's my eight-inch blade that I use to scalp kudu in the bush. <laughs> you know? <laughs> This this is this is taking the horns off of Plains Buffalo out in Montana. Whatever it is. Dude, I I as as I told in the story, I pretended to film them and it was potentially almost the worst mistake I ever made in my life. I was quickly swarmed and surrounded by very angry, no. potentially violent Look, teenagers. I don't remember what I told you the last time we talked about ass. this. You need to out crazy the crazy. I, I yes, but dude, I like I just don't I can't just like snap into that. I need to prepare for that. To be like, or whatever. Like, I, there's so many ways to do shit. it. There's so many ways to do it. Start slowly taking your clothes off, folding them, and place them on the bench. Sweatshirt, t-shirt. Like, you're getting fully naked. Down to your boxers. By the time you're in your boxers, they're going to be like, I don't know what to deal with this guy. How, I don't know how to deal with this guy. I know, guy. but I don't want to have to do that, dude. <laughs> I don't want to start t- changing my It's clothes. worth the win. Or like just like pantomiming oral sex. That would probably make me get my ass. Kicked, I mean, though. that would I, seem like I an act of I don't know what it is, dude. There's a way to show that you are utterly unhinged to feign it. It's a good, such it's that a good they, concept. Now they are uncertain. Now they don't know what they're dealing with. They thought they had a polite, quiet, handsome member of society. You fucked with the wrong lunatic today. Yeah, no, dude, for sure. I'm I'm proud of myself for doing anything. Yeah, it's like Jules in the pilot episode when Nate and they're in the kitchen and he comes up to her and he's like, does anyone know this bitch? And she's like, I'm crazy and cuts her own arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know Jules isn't that crazy. It was a But he didn't know it. Yeah. And that freaked him out and made him back off. It was a a strong play. Euphoria. Love the Euphoria references. Dude, I really am enjoying Magic Spoon cereal right now. It's just delicious. I think my favorite flavor right now is peanut butter. I'm a peanut butter guy. Mm-hmm. You know, despite Hillary's nut allergy, I still hit the peanut butter products. Love that. Uh, they are delicious. Magic Spoon is just a great way to sort of 
be able to continue enjoying a healthy lifestyle with a little bit of a guilty pleasure snack. Yeah, it is a guilty pleasure, but you shouldn't feel too much guilt because, <laughs> let's be honest, dude, I mean, it's zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving, keto-friendly, gluten-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb, and you can build your own box. BYOB. All sorts of flavors, like cocoa, fruity frosted, your favorite peanut butter. Love it. Blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and my favorite, maple waffle. <laughs> Dude, go to magicspoon.com slash oops, grab a custom bundle of cereal, and be sure to use our promo code oops to check out to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash oops. Use the code oops, save $5 off. Okay, dude, this uh, this happened to me at lunch the other day, and it was bothering me, and I want to hear your thoughts. I was getting sneak dissed, dude. Uh-oh. We've talked about sneak dissing on the show before. It is when, essentially, someone is insulting you, and it's kind of hidden, a hidden insult. So, hanging out with a friend, and he's talking about seeing a girl I used to date, and he goes... She's really become attractive. Oh. Which is just so dumb. Like, you could honestly objectively argue that she used to be more attractive. Not that it even fucking matters, but it's like, why are you trying to, like, tell me that I am no, I would no longer be capable? Like, hate to break it to you, buddy. I have and had and always will have the juice, baby. <laughs> I got it. So, I guess what? She would not be a, ma- she would not fucking be prepared for my charm now she wasn't then uh-huh. and i don't know what you're upset about in your own life but keep this keep your mud off of me dude julio <laughs> julio i'm gonna play let's say i'm playing devil's advocate here this is something that i have seen that you are particularly sensitive to sneak dissing or that somehow that what he said was intentionally meant to slight you it's entirely possible that it wasn't okay say i know him really well and he has a history of sort of needing to be the man in every situation okay but but let's say that he changes the word from become attractive to she has really gotten more attractive does that what you say there she's a very attractive person but nobody says it do, right every time. In but life. dude, you got to be aware. You got to be more aware. Because I'll tell you what else. If he, anything, if anything, it's a, it's a, it's a slight of, of to her. I don't see that as an attack on you. But f- step two are you, is is important here. He then goes on to talk about how perhaps she's now in a place in her life where she's ready for a real <laughs> serious candidate, and then just describes himself. Uh, I don't care. Like, like it, it's not realistic to like. There are things about. I don't want to get into too much detail because I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to air right, out my pal. Right. Uh, but like, he'll do that, and he doesn't realize he is. Like, he thinks he's subtle without while not being subtle. He will literally describe the prototype of what he is, both sort of uh, like ceremonially and just in reality. Like the things that this person does for work, what they do, the kind of behavior, like. The things that that he can do for her, uh, whatever, and it's just like, okay, dude, like mm-hmm. I am sorry that like your butt hurt that I like had a girl once that you now like, and you're trying to make yourself feel better about it or something. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. 
Um, it could be. I don't know the relationship between you and the guy, and I, you know, if if it is as you say, that's a very exhausting and roundabout way to put someone down. What he's agreed, doing to you, agreed. It is so circuitous and complicated. I would not be. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to keep up the path. I don't think I'd be able to stay on mission to get that disc to you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's really I don't I want to say Iago esque from like Othello. <laughs> yeah, and dude, this is the thing. I won't take the bait, and when I don't, it's almost as if he would try to make it more clear the point that he was trying to make. But but you ignoring him I'm not gonna give wins. it to him. Of course. That's you being above it. And you can't even show an inch of of anger or of Never. being affected. Never. You, or being defensive or anything. Dude, nothing is cooler than not I caring. But I but I it, it it was annoying. Like it's it's it that that's exhausting energy to be around. Like I'm a I'm a supportive friend. Like I don't care if you did a good job. That doesn't bother me. Like if you did something good, I'm happy for you. Like it doesn't need to turn into this dick measuring competition. And that's like a frustrating dynamic. Sometimes it can be a lot to be like, okay, this guy needs to feel really good about himself all day. I need to make sure that I stroke him while I hang out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That I'm not always, I don't always have the energy for that. And I feel like at this particular time, I did not have the energy for this. Well then maybe he's a, maybe he's a box person for now. Yeah. Yeah. It appears so. Box person, someone that you place in a box, and as long as they exist in that box, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, you got a you got a party box. Party box. I got a friend. I'm putting him in the party box. I only want to hang out with this person when we're drinking and boozing yeah. and having a lot of fun. But at any other, I'm not going to bring him around. I'm not going to do serious things with him. This is where he lives. I have to relegate him to this very confined container. Yeah, yeah. box person. And the the thing that that to me is the most frustrating about it too is that he will completely miss the mark on like what he thinks are like important things to people. So the things he'll be saying are just extraordinarily subjective. They're not like overarching values. They're not things that everybody can come close to agreeing upon. Mm -hmm. They just conveniently happen to be things that describe him (laughs) when describing the ideal (laughs) candidate. The jury is not out. On. I have to hear the rest of where, it's, where you're going. I realized that as I started saying this. God damn it. It's too, it's too, I need to know the rest. The jury is not yet out on what is the ideal guy or whatever. The, I, listen, the only, I only know this phrase is the jury is out. Okay. We haven't made a decision yet. A decision is pending. The jury is out means that the decision is in. The jury is out means that they're off in the back hall wherever some conference oh, room oh, the back room of the courtroom discussing the decision okay so I'm the jury's the out they're not they're not here that's you know they have the court has not adjourned the, and then when they come back the verdict is in the verdict is in okay and so that I means we have we in. have a decision we know <laughs> the deal we do so the jury is out on this guy is that what you're saying the jury is out as to whether or not the description that's being given of the ideal candidate. Okay, in that, society. What the, I mean, what you? I don't even know. That is the most complicated sentence I've okay, ever. Okay, sorry, heard sorry, sorry. Like the idea that what this guy says, every girl wants. That is very much not necessarily the case. 
Well, then it sounds like the verdict is in. The verdict is in that this ju- guy is just have, wrong. We have a hung jury. <laughs> so some people think that he does know what women want. Maybe one or two guys in the room agrees because they have things in common with him or something. <laughs> like I'm happy to then live in a jury world is hung. I'm happy to live in a world where we both have things to provide. I'm not upset that you f- do whatever you do. Right. Why? You know, it's yeah. just fucking annoying, dude. But if the jury is hung, then that means that you're going to have to declare, I think, a mistrial and then select an entirely new jury and then go through the whole case again. Which is fine because it's impossible for the jury to decide who is the ideal candidate. Who is the guy? The guy, the guy does not exist. There are many guys. You know? I see what you mean. <laughs> so the, we're, I think we're applying it in different ways and it is very complicated. <laughs> It is very complicated. It's just frustrating, dude. Like, don't don't throw your fucking don't dump on people, dude. Don't throw your shitty. If you feel like shit, or if you like feel slighted, like don't make that other people's problems. Yeah, you know, I didn't do shit, but show up ready to have a nice time, and now I'm getting dissed. Yeah, you know, you know, I'll say something to you that's going to annoy you. I'm okay. What? You're too cool to care about this shit. I no, I appreciate that. That's not annoying. I need to I need to hear that. You are what you say, which is you do show up with the best intentions and the positive expectations. You arrive with no baggage. Mm-hmm. You travel light, light light of heart, light of soul, light of intention. And for you to be put off your game, right. your ethos by someone as kind of trivial as this guy who (laughs) nobody knows which direction the jury's even going in (laughs) with him they're coming they're going the verdict's in it's out you know you see through his moves you see the game it it shouldn't bother you as much as it does yeah and even if it does then you need to recognize it and broom it Totally. As fast as possible. Not worth it. Because life is better when you're in your zone. Totally. I think that's a good that's a good place to yeah. wrap it up. Nice, nice closing thought, Francis. Yeah. Uh you got some big shows coming up, right? April eighth and 9th, Gotham Comedy Club, New York City, the big one. You know it's me, FrancisEllis.com. Get your tickets. Come out in droves. I hope to see you guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun that weekend. Come show Poppy some love. Um, we'll see you guys in Boston. We're looking forward to that. I got some fun things coming up. Um, and that's all. <laughs>